Well, good evening, everybody. Glad to see everybody here. Welcome to Signs, Wonders, and Miracles. And we're going to start with John 9 and Revelation 3. Welcome to the broadcast, Pastor James. Well, thank you, Dorothy. I'm glad to be on here. I'm glad that made it. This is another day the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Today I have uh, one of my members at a church, uh, Brother Dwayne Byers. Hello. Hello, everybody. Uh, I'm glad to be here. God is so good. Uh, It's just wonderful. It's just wonderful. Amen. Amen. Uh, my friends out there, Jamil, Jamar, Jamil, I'm saying hello. You know I can mess up some names, so don't don't beat me up. <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, we're going to be starting in uh, John the ninth chapter and the first verse. And as we as we start to search the scriptures out, we're going to get some revelation. That's what the Bible's all around, all about. John said, you know about what he had understood about Jesus. And he wrote that so that we could get an understanding. But he did it more in the spirit realm than in the natural realm where we use words like can. What does can mean? Well, see, that's the thing. You can, it can be three or four different things when you say, I can't go to the store, I kick the can, or something like that. But with Judaism, it hides things. That's where we came up with the word parable. God hides things, but only for those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. Those are the ones that's going to be filled. A lot of times we got to, first of all, crucify our ego. We got to get rid of the ego first. And that's what the Pharisees, they represented ego. And because of that, that's why they didn't recognize Jesus when he was here. And that's why they taught against him and things, because he was steady trying to tell them about how to be uh you uh, lower yourself to be humble so that you can understand the things of God. But because their pride and their ego was up, they didn't understand. They didn't see who he was. That's why he went to the poor in spirit. And what does poor in spirit mean? It means poor in understanding. It has nothing to do with uh, the spirit itself, but understanding. That's why he says that the, the meek shall inherit the earth. What it's talking about, they will inherit the understanding. The more you humble yourself, that's why I say, and the Lord will lift you up. The more you humble yourself, the more you'll learn of God. Because we're such at a close end right now that if we don't go ahead and get ourselves prepared, when he shows up, as I said, it's going to be in a twinkle of an eye, when he shows up, a lot of people are not going to be ready. They're not going to have an understanding of the word, and the understanding of the word is what they produce called knowledge. Knowledge is power. That's why he said, my people perish for lack of knowledge. He also gave us three steps that God put in the word that we need to do. That is to judge correctly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God or with the word of God. A lot of times we want to beat people in the head. We want to tell them what, you know, what I came from and this is what you need to come on, get in. Listen, there is a time of the season for everybody. Everybody's not going to be called at the same time. Everybody's not called by the Father to be saved. Because some people are the, the devil's children. But we are here to look for those that are lost. In other words, that have knowledge but don't realize they have knowledge. They have an understanding that goes beyond all this understanding, but they don't recognize that they have these things because somebody has, you have to have a teacher that is uh, glorified with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, so that you can be led into all truth. The Holy Spirit doesn't tell you all truth. He leads you to all truth. In other words, he wants you to search this thing out for yourself. That's why we have the Bible, which uh, which is the Old and New Testament, that we can study. One of the things about the Old Testament, it was there was a silence between the Old Testament and the New Testament for 400 years, 400 years. And then the prophecy, they, they said, well, God didn't speak for 400. Oh, he spoke. 
but he spoke to his prophet. That's why he said, I'll do nothing unless I tell my prophets first. And this is why we study the word. So, And the word for study is another word for reading. Reading the word. See, a lot of us will read over the word, but we don't read the word. And then when you find out that every letter in Hebrew means something, and you start putting it together to get an understanding, then that's when you'll start receiving the blessings of the Holy Spirit. Because, see, the Holy Spirit has to pick and choose what he's going to do with you. Because the main thing is crucify the ego, okay? Right now, we're going to be starting in uh, John, the ninth chapter, and the first verse. Uh, today, as I say, we've got my good friend here, du- uh, brother Dwayne uh, Byers. Oh, yeah, it just takes me a little while. I can mess up some names. Everybody knows that. Okay. The, the reason, one of the things that my cousin said to me, she said, I know there is a God. I said, how did you know that? She said, you spoke for 30 minutes, and you didn't mispronounce any word. <laughs> you didn't mispronounce pronounce anybody's name, you were perfect. Only God could do that. Amen. <laughs> so, let's say we're going to have him to read and we'll talk from there. Um, John chapter 9, coming from the King James Version. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born, that he was born blind? He said, neither has this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Now, let's look at this here. First thing is, is Jesus, I like this, passed by and saw a man who was blind from his birth. Why is it so important for us to know if this man was blind for his birth? The reason is, one of the prophecies is that whoever the Messiah is, he's got to be able to heal somebody who was born blind. That's why it's so important. Jesus fulfilled so many prophecies, and the people still couldn't, the Pharisees, I ain't going to say the people, the Pharisees still didn't recognize he was fulfilling prophecy. So here's one of the prophecies which says that the Messiah would be a person who healed a man that was blind from birth. And now this is what was getting ready to happen. Then it says, first thing, we, uh, Jesus was teaching his disciples. And by him teaching them, he said, uh, the disciples said, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? But see, they, they had been taught by tradition and everything, if a person is born black, it's either their parents that did sin or they that did sin, all right? And the reason they said that he was born black is very important. I'm, I'm going to teach you all some things that I normally don't teach, and that is what does the Jewish people believe? They believe in reincarnation. Jesus believed in reincarnation. Uh, the reason I'm saying this, because he asked the disciples, who do men think I am? And they started saying, you're a prophet, you're John the Baptist, you're one of the old uh, prophets come back to life and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was teaching reincarnation. Even when they talked about John the Baptist, they said that uh, he said that he was Elijah. Even mm-hmm. though Elijah, I mean, even though John said, no, I'm not. But Jesus let them know. They said, well, they tried to spiritualize. And say, well, he came in the spirit. No, that was Elijah. Hmm. They had been waiting for Elijah for the longest to come. Prophecy, prophecy, prophecy. Prophecy means to be foretold of something that's going to happen. And God said, lean not to your own understanding, but what? Acknowledge him in all your ways. ways. And he will what? Make your path straight. He will direct your path or make your path straight. As I said, it's not verbatim. You can. Change things a little bit, mm-hmm. and that way it gives you knowledge. Right, knowledge is power. Yeah. And so, anyway, it says that he was born blind. So, in other words, I'm teaching out. There was prophecy about that. Then Jesus answered and said, "Neither has this man sinned, nor his parents, 
but the works of God should be manifested through him. What he was saying, this is one of the prophecies, and it's being fulfilled right here in front of your face. Hmm. It says, I must work the work of him that, that sent me while it is day. What does the word day mean? See, a lot of times we're looking at the light outside, but that's not what we're talking about in the scriptures. We're talking about when you understand there's day, which means understand, and night means confusion. Hmm. When you don't understand, but you will receive when the Holy Spirit sees that he can trust you. The more he sees that he can trust you, then he will give you more. And that's where the knowledge will come up. It says, uh, the uh, fifth verse, as long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. What does light mean? It's another word. I am the understanding how this world operates. There's two systems that's operating in this world. One of them is the kingdom of light, which means the kingdom of understanding, and there's another one, the kingdom of dark, confusion. And that's what his job is. Satan's job is to keep people confused. So as we read a little bit more and stuff, I will start to give you more explanation of what this thing said and why it is so important. you have any comments? Yeah, I just learned that. You just taught me that about the day and the night because I always thought that it meant okay, right? I'm here. Mm-hmm. When I'm gone, it's dark, and and uh, you can't work when I'm when it's when it's dark because there's no um, there's nothing to know. Mm-hmm. So, but now you just put that in the in the in the right format. And God is so good because, um, as you say, they they used to think that if the father or the mother sinned, that that, that fell on the children. Which some, but the word says that somewhere about that. Yes, it does. But in this case, Jesus, Jesus would say, I'm here to do the work of my father. I'm here to do the one, work of the one that sent me so that people can see who he is. Yeah, and as I said, this was a prophecy. Mm-hmm. It's back in the Old Testament. And that's why it had to be Satan in here. Because if it wasn't Satan, they wouldn't have known about the prophecy. Right. Go ahead. But he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of spittle. And he anointed the eyes of the of the blind man with the clay. And he said unto him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed, and came seen. The neighbors, therefore, and they which before had seen him that sat was blind, said, Is not this he that sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him, but he said, I am he. Therefore said they unto him, how were thine eyes opened? He answered and said, A man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes, mine eyes, and said unto me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And I went and washed, and I received sight. Now, if you notice, he said there was a man named Jesus. Jesus humbled himself. He wasn't going around being called Lord. He wasn't called Master and stuff. He wanted to be associated with the people that he had made. And that's what's called humble. He said, I did not come for you to serve me, but I came to serve you. He humbled himself. And because of that, God greatly exalted him. The Father exalted him. The more you humble yourself, the more you'll get. But you don't go getting humble so you can earn something. You'll never earn anything with God. He's got to give it to you. But the more you do is what they call mitzvah, good deeds, that helps. It helps. The more you destroy your own ego and try to help somebody else, and it's not more. It's more than cleaning the bathroom, more than uh, cutting the grass and everything. When you help somebody, sometimes they, all they want you to do is listen. Sometimes they just want a good word of encouragement, and you'd be surprised how much God accepts that more than you out there working doing stuff. That's why Paul said, "Show me your faith." And I'll show you my faith by my faith. Mm-hmm. In other words, what I do is not what I've done, it's what I do. And once you understand that, it will start easing things off of you. God starts opening up doors that shouldn't have been opened. You'll receive blessings that you wasn't going to mm-hmm. because you bless somebody else. And the Bible says, um, book of Genesis, 12th chapter, the third verse, I will bless them that bless you. I will curse them that curse you. And what he was talking about, he wasn't just talking about 
Abraham because he said, Abraham, you're the father of all nations. So in other words, he said, whatever blessing the father, which is Abraham, will bless the rest of the nations. That's why he had two sets of kids. He had one that was Jewish and one that was Gentile. Mm -hmm. All right, let's keep going. Then say they unto him, where is he? And he said, I know not. They brought they brought to the Pharisees him that aforetime was blind. And it and it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Then again the Pharisees had also asked him how he received his sight. He said unto him, He put clay on mine eyes, and I was washed, and I washed and do see. Therefore said some of the Pharisees, This man is not of God, because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. Others said, how can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? And there it was a division among them. They said unto the blind man again, What sayest thou to, of him that he has opened mine eyes? He said, He is a prophet. And, and the Jews did not believe concerning him, and that he had been blind and received his sight, until they called the parents of him that had received his sight. And they asked them, saying, is this your son, who ye say was born blind? How then doeth he now see? Now, if you notice there, it's very important that you pay attention to what the word is saying in 19. It says, is this your son, who you said was born blind? That was the prophecy. No, the Messiah or the Christ, that's another word for the Christ, would be a person that would be able to open a blind eyes of a person born blind. All right, keep going. This his parents answered and said to them, We know that this is our son, that he was born blind, but by what means he now seeth, we know not. Or who has opened his eyes, we know not. He is of age. Ask him. He shall speak for himself. The reason they said that because they had already heard the Edict or the word that was put out that uh, whoever is on Jesus' side would be excommunicated from the temple. Mm -hmm. In other words, they'd be kicked out of that Judaism and they didn't want to take any chance. So, hey, they said, hey, he's old enough, ask him. Mm -hmm. Keep going. These words spake his parents because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had agreed already that if any man did confess that he is with Christ, he should be put out of the synagogue. Now, just stop right there. I just read. I just had that to be read to let you know the Bible always interprets itself and needs no private interpretation. That's why you have to go look in all the scriptures and what the, all the scriptures say. And it goes back to Isaiah, the 28th chapter, and the ninth verse. If you want knowledge, this is what you got to do. It says, Line upon line, line upon line, precept on precept, precept on precept, little bit there, little bit there, and this is how you get understanding. But if you don't understand how the rules are of the kingdom, you can do those same things and fall backwards and fall into a trap. And that's what the Satan tries to do, make you fall into a trap. But the word, if you get a, a good teacher, you ain't got to be a great teacher, a good teacher, and I consider myself a teacher, then they will lead you into what the Holy Spirit is trying to guide you so that you may learn that the word always interprets itself. Go ahead. Therefore said his parents, he is of age, ask him. Then again called they the man that was blind and, and said unto him, give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered and said, whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. I know not. One thing I know, that whereas I was blind, now I see. Then said they unto him again, What did what did he to how opened he thine eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and ye did not hear. Wherefore would you hear it again? Will ye also be his disciples? <laughs> oh boy. Now this now, this man who is not a, 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 a disciple, he's not an evangelist, he's not a prophet or anything, he's talking to the heads of the church and telling them, listen, 
I done told you once, I done told you twice, you still ain't listening that this man did this. I don't know who he is. I don't know nothing about him. All I can tell you what I have experienced. A lot of times, people fail to understand what God is doing. He has his son here, and his son did not do a miracle on this earth until he was 30 years old. And what did he come? Full of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost fell on him at when he was being baptized, but the Holy Spirit didn't come upon him until after he was out in his wilderness experience. And everybody's going to go through a wilderness experience. You're going to have to be knocked down so that you can be raised up. So don't criticize when God is doing these things to you. Just be happy and give God the praise. That's what that man said. Give God the praise. And let understand, you know, even though he was wrong, Found out, you know, no sinner can do this. Jesus was not a sinner. Jesus was God incarnate. In other words, the Spirit of God was in him by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit was the one who was doing the miracles. That's why the name of this program is Signs, Wonders, and Miracles. You want to be in the place where God is. You want to see the things that God is teaching. And as you start to learn, you will start to grow. Just like if I gave you milk all your life, you ain't growing nowhere. But if I start giving you, after feeding you milk for a while and give you meat, that's when you start to grow. That's why you have to come off the milk of things and get into the meat of things. That's why some of the things I'm teaching you is going to be strange. It's going to be strange and people want to complain. But that's what they did with Jesus. They complained to him. They complained about his disciples. They did, uh, how did you learn such of these things that you, you're learning? Why? Because they didn't understand how can somebody who didn't go to their school get the knowledge of what Jesus had. But Jesus was uh, searching the scriptures and everything up from the age 13, which is called Bar Mitzvah. That's when you become a man, till the age 30. When he started doing his ministry, he didn't do a single miracle or anything else until he was 30. And that's when he started his ministry. All right, keep going. I, I was just going to say right there. It, it was funny how the, the Pharisees always tried to trip him up, trip people up to, to say what they wanted them to say, change whatever words they wanted to say. Uh, verse 28, then they reviled him and said, thou art his disciple, but we are Moses' disciples. Who know that God spake unto Moses? For as, as this fellow, we know not from whence he is. Okay, now what they were doing there when they said, we know that God spoke unto Moses. What they were saying is that at one time, besides talking to Moses, who was the lawgiver, he talked to over 500 people at the same time. And that was strange because everybody else's religion, I don't care where you go back, You'll hear they talk to one person. Mohammed mm -hmm. talked to uh, 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 Allah, uh, or the angel that he had talked to. I think it was Gabriel. And then not our Gabriel. Well, you got to understand, there's a difference between those Gabriels. Then there was uh, the uh, Joseph Smith. He talked to the, the angel uh, Aroni, but he only heard it by himself. Every religion, you start checking, you'll find there was only one. But Moses had over 500 people that heard at the same time. And that's what made it difficult to disagree with Judaism, because Judaism is not set up on one person. It was set up on a number of people that heard it. All right. Then the man answered and said unto them, why herein is all is a marvelous thing that ye know not from whence he is, and yet he has opened mine eyes. Now we know that God heareth not sinners, but if any man be of be a, a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. Now if you notice his most important part in that, it says now. That means it gives you a specific thing. We know that God heareth not sinners. So if you see this person going forth and, and claiming that the gifts are from God, God doesn't hear nobody that's a sinner. 
that person has to be walking with God. The Bible says, mark the person, mark the perfect man. It also says, mark those persons that walk out of the way. So there are some perfect people, and not perfect because of the way you think of perfect, but the way God thinks of perfect. And now, do you want to know how to be perfect? I'm going to tell you how to be perfect. It says right there on the, uh, what was you reading it, 28? 29. 29, 29. yeah. Where it says, um, we know not that God spake unto Moses. We know that God spake unto Moses. For as for this fellow, we know not whence. No, it's the 31st where I was trying to get to. Okay. Okay, where it says, Now we know that God hears not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God, and this is the, how you get to be perfect, and does his will, him he hears. You've got to do the will of God. What is the will of God? To obey the word of God. What is the word of God? Jesus is the word of God. Who is Jesus? He is the Alpha and Omega, according to Greek, but he is the Aleph Tau in the Hebrew. And those things have power. That's why it's important when they talk about names, names, names. You did it in the name of Jesus. You did it in the name of Jehovah. You did it in the name. But the name actually means in that authority. When you use that authority, not the name of Jesus, it's the authority of the vibration, the plan, and the action, or as we say, vibration, frequency, and sound. Everything was created by that and still is created by that. And if God ever stopped one time speaking, even once, the whole universe would disappear and there would be nobody but God. So this is why it's so important. Understand what the will is and do it. All right, go ahead. Since the world began, was it not heard that any man opened his eyes of one that was born blind? See, there it is again, making sure we talk about, have you had heard anything about prophecy? Prophecy. Has you heard anybody ever been born blind and was healed? Keep going. If this man were not of God, he could do nothing. They answered and said unto him, Thou wast altogether born in sin, and doest teach us? Doest thou teach us? And they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and when he had found him, he said unto him, Doest thou believe on the Son of God? Do you notice he didn't say, Do you believe on anything else? But he said, On the Son of God. What is the Son of God? Do you believe what the Scriptures are saying? That's why they were mad at him. You trying to teach us about the Scriptures? No, we're kicking your butt out of this synagogue. But Jesus waited to find out so he could find him, so he could tell him. Do thou believe on the Son of God, or do you believe what the Scripture says? Keep going. He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? And Jesus said unto him, Thou hast both seen him, and it is he that talketh with thee. And he said, Lord, I believe, and he worshiped him. And Jesus said, For judgment I am come into this world, that they which see not might see, and they which see might be blind. Okay, in other words, what I told y'all earlier today when it talks about poor in spirit, when he came into the world, he come to move them up another level in their thinking and receive the prophecies that were going forth that he would pour out of his for all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy. In other words, he was saying those that said they can see, and he'll prove that they don't see, just like in the book of Revelation where it says, they call themselves prophets, but I mean, they call themselves apostles, but they're not. There's many false teachers in this world, many false prophets, many people who think they know something and don't know nothing. It's better to keep your mouth shut so that you can learn. For well, God has got somebody here to teach you. God has got somebody here to learn you. The thing is, you've got to find out who you're supposed to be with so you don't waste time and to walk circumspectly. In other words, redeeming the time, not wasting time, but redeeming the time and getting those things that God has for you. Keep going. And some of the Pharisees which were with him heard these words and said unto him, Are we also are we blind also? You said to him, If you were blind, you should have no sin. But ye know but you know now ye 
but now you say, we see, therefore your sin remains. Mm. Now that's dead. Now, you think, well, I can debate with this person. No, you're debating with God right there, and they didn't even realize it. And because of that, he said, your sins remained it. Why it was so important for him to say, your sins remained it? That's because only one person can forgive sin, and that's God. And yet and still, they were talking to God and not realizing that he said, if I don't forgive you, you will not make it. That's why I said John 3.16, my favorite scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. It doesn't say shall. Should not perish, but have everlasting life. And then it gives its own explanation. He said, I did not send my son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. It didn't say will be saved. Might be saved. The reason is because they don't all want to do the will of the Father. The will of the Father takes you back to the Word. And the Word is what sets you free. All right, let's keep going here. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by, by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter open, and the sheep hear the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth put forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Now what they're talking about there is with sheep. If you go over there and get you a sheep farm, you can let all the sheep that belong to all these different herders fall into the same place. But all they have to do is stand up and make noise, and the sheep will separate the sheep from the other sheep. They know the shepherd's voice, and that's what we're supposed to be. Know the difference, and we'll have to be trained to what we call discerning of spirit, to know what is our master calling us and what is the master of this world calling us, because we have this body, and the body is selfish. It's all about me, 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 me. But the spirit realm is all about hearing the voice of the father or the voice of the protector. That's another word for father, is protector. So in other words, when you see it says father, it doesn't always mean the most high God, but it means for that who is the protector, which is the word. If you listen to it, the word will lead you and guide you into everything you need to know. And it's a stranger comes. Let's see what it says. Go ahead. And a stranger will they not follow, but will, will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. All right. Now, in other words, he's saying that those that are of God, those truly are born again, because you're not, you ain't born on this earth except for a very few that was born hearing God's voice. But you have to be trained to hear God's voice. You have to be trained to listen to his voice and not the others. And that's why a lot of things, as I told you, was taught in parables. Okay, we'll do this, and then we'll go over to Revelation. This parable Jesus spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. Now look at here. When it says the seventh verse, it says, verily, verily, it means truly God. That's what it means. Truly God to truly God. In other words, what is uh, Jesus saying? He said, I'm telling you, this is coming from my Father, and I'm, uh, I'm agreeing with it. So that's truly God to truly God. I say unto you, I am the door. Well, what is the door? That's the, the first letter of the Hebrew language, which means knowledge. Knowledge. He said, you don't learn anything unless you come into through him, which is the word. And the word always interprets itself. Or like my friend Jacob says, it always explains itself. All right, let's keep going. The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd give his life for his for the sheep. 
But he that is a hireling and hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he is a hireling and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. I am I am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. The other sheep have I, which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore do my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it up again. Mm, take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. If you notice what it says, this commandment I have received of my Father. So in other words, no man can kill Jesus. He is the Word. The Word is everlasting. And because of that, when it says that they were going to uh, try to kill Jesus, they were just trying to kill the body. Didn't realize the Word cannot be dead. In fact, about it, the truth is, I'm going to tell you a little bit more. No person ever dies. The, the body dies, not the person. And how do I know that? Because the Bible says so in the book of Job, where it says that the, uh, the spirit or the soul of the man, which it can be one way or the other. With Hebrew words, you can have 10 different words. But it says that the soul goes back to God. There's a reason about that. But as I said, that's another parable. I'd have to explain it. And uh, we're trying to keep on going. As long as the Lord tells me to do something, I got to finish it up. So let me keep. Oh, you got something to say? <laughs> no, I just, I just like that uh, that all souls go back to God. Because mm-hmm. I used to think that when, when, when you die, that's it. Where does your soul go? I didn't, I didn't I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And one day I was reading that, and I was like, all souls go back to God. That makes absolute sense. Mm-hmm. So people say, well, he's dead. No, he's asleep. The, the body is dead. Mm-hmm. The, the soul is back with God. Mm-hmm. Then there comes a judgment. Yep, that's it. <laughs> All right, go ahead and finish up. There, is a, there was a division, therefore, again, among the Jews for these things. And many of them said, he have a devil and is mad. Why hear ye him? See, you know, if you're walking with the right, then the people will accuse you of being wrong. Mm-hmm. Anytime the people go against uh, the word and try to twist it, the Bible always interprets itself. You just have to take time to study. And always remember, the secret to the word is to do what is right. When it talks about righteousness, that's all it means, that you do what is right. Before, you, you was a natural born liar. You was a natural born thief. And it'll say and it pleased you. That's why I'm talking about the uh, ego. That's what you were pleasing, your ego. But once you get born again, then the Spirit of God starts dealing with you. You can't just do sin over and over again and live happily because the, the Spirit will start correcting you. And as long as you are a child of God, you will get a whooping. All right. Others said, these are not the words of him that hath the devil. Can a devil open the eyes of the blind? And it was at Jerusalem, the feast of the dedication, and it was winter. And Jesus walked in the temple of the, in the temple in Solomon's porch. And then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long doest thou make us doubt, us to doubt? If thou be this Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus said unto them, I told you, and ye believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep. As I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I gave and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them up, pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my, my father's hand. And I and my father are one. Now, here's the thing that they had confused. Uh, Judy, Judaism still has this confused on some, not all. They said, well, he cannot be God. But Jesus just 
Let them know, listen, my father is greater than me. There is a being that they did not understand that you cannot see. He has an unpronounceable name. That is the father. But Jesus is the father because that word father means protector. That's why I'm saying with different names, it can be different things with the Hebrew word, but you have to have an understanding, and it hides it. God hides it on purpose. Then it says that uh, the 29th verse is my father. You notice there's a big F. My father, which gave them to me, is greater than all, letting you know this is a different being, and no man is able to pluck them out of my, my father's hand. What does the word hands mean? It doesn't mean your physical hand. Hand is a Hebrew word for thought. Mm -hmm. So if you're in God's thought, nobody's going to be able to take you out. But here's the other thing. There are two sets of children down here. There's the children of God and the children of the devil. Mm -hmm. And that's why we got to understand everybody is not the child of God. Mm -hmm. Everybody will not become the son of the most high God because they were not born to him. In other words, there's what we call the Nephilim. Those are the children born to the fallen ones, which were the, I think it was 200 angels. They came down here, and their names at that time were called the Watchers. And their job was to watch over mankind. All the women, and you, every man knows what it means to, to love. And every woman knows what it means to love, too. But we can't point fingers at nobody. And they... All those angels and thought, oh, they're the most beautiful creatures we've ever seen. And the women, I mean, and the angels looked at them and thought this was the most beautiful creatures we ever seen. And they belong to men, and we want them. Mm -hmm. And they had sex with those people. And those sex, because they were spiritual, they made terrestrial bodies. With a humanoid body, it produced things that shouldn't have been produced. Mm -hmm. And because of that, we can look at today. We got... Uh, animals that are mixed together, like uh, just giving you some, a pig with a cow. Now, it has not been done yet, but they can do that by changing the DNAs and stuff. God didn't want us to do that. If he did, he would have made that way. So here we are violating God's law, the women with these angels, the angels with these women, and we got what they call the Nephilim. And those Nephilim are also called giants. That's why if you go to Genesis 6 chapter, you'll see there were giants in the land and after. That means after the world was destroyed, there were still some more giants here. Hmm. And when those, those spirits died in those giants, they're not made to go to heaven. And they're not made to go to hell. So they're here on the earth. And they are what we call, of their forecast, called demons. And that's what we got to fight against. Hmm. When they said we had... We wrestle not against flesh and blood. The people face the problem, but against principalities, powers, wicked rulers of the darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. We're talking about spiritual stuff that goes on, and you're supposed to be the one fighting this stuff. So if you're scared of the devil, you're in the wrong army. <laughs> All right, keep your horse here. Then the Jews looked up, took took up stones again to stone him. Then Jesus then answered. Jesus answered them, Many good works have I showed you for my father. For which of those works do you stone me? Then the Jews, the Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy, and because that thou, being a man, makest thyself God. Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law, I said, Ye are gods? If, you, if he called them gods unto whom the world... The word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken. Now you hear that? The scripture cannot be broken. He's gone. Say ye, to, to, say ye of him whom the Father has sanctified and sent into the world that blasphemous. Because I said, I am a son of God. If I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. But if I do, though, though ye believe me not, believe the works that ye may know and believe. That the Father is in me and I in him. In other words, you want the power of God walking in you, you've got to do the things that pleases God. You've got to go by what the word says. Don't be no legalistic taking 
the Bible and hitting somebody's head. You're on your way to hell. You, you'll never make it. Listen, you don't know what happened. According to the Old Testament, it says that a person might wait to the last second and confess that he was wrong and God forgives him. But it's also the same as the other. He can say that you can wait to the last second and then think, well, my, my master delayed. So I just live like the rest of the world is. And that's the state you die in. So whatever state you die in, that's the state you're going to rise in. And then you've got to stand before the great white throne judgment. Why did you change what you lost your faith in the word of God? This is why we, every day, have got to crucify our flesh. Every day we got to read the scriptures and they help somebody else. Let's keep going here. Therefore they sought again to take him, but he escaped out of their hand and went away again beyond Jordan into a place where John at first baptized, and there he abode. And many restored unto him and said, resorted unto him and said, John did no miracle, but all things that John spake of this man were true. In other words, prophecy came forth. Uh, John the Baptist, no miracles happened with him. But here, here comes Jesus. All the miracles that happened with him. All the prophecies were being fulfilled. What he, what the Bible said is coming to pass, and they still couldn't see it. They still couldn't hear it. Right now, we're going to turn over to the book of Revelation, the third chapter. And I'm going to give a chance for y'all to open uh, Dorothy, are you there? Yep, I'm still here. Anybody there wants to call in, this is the time to call in. All you have to do is push one, and that'll let uh, Dorothy know that you're there. And if you got any questions or any comments, this is the time to go ahead and say it. But one of the things that we have, we People are not paying attention. They talk about the end is coming. The end is coming. The end is not here. It's near, but it ain't here. We're not even into the book of Revelation right now. We're into what Jesus said, the birth pain. Where in 1948, uh, Israel became a nation. That was a prophecy that was pro that was said way in advance. Okay? Israel got destroyed in 70 A.D. And they have never been a temple since then. They have never been a nation of Israel since then. But now, 1948 was the beginning of when the time clock had started. And then what else for the birth pain? 1967. They won a war, which was impossible to win in six days. Anybody that's ever been in a military war, they'll say there is no way you're going to be a big group. But... In six days, but the Israelites did. Is anybody calling in for a question or answer? Uh, do you have Not anything yet. Yeah. Um, no, I was, I was just amused when you said kick the can down the road because that's the first thing that popped into my head. <laughs> Here. She said keep your hands on the road. This first thing pops in her head. Oh, I hear you. Uh, But yeah, we have to uh, we have to get to know the word, what the words mean, and that's what Pastor got me right now. He's teaching me what the words mean because it makes a whole difference in the understanding of the word once you know about the word. And and and, and I'm to the point, and I'm gonna say this is that I feel like I don't know anything. <laughs> I just a little bit ahead of you. I don't know about my teeth, but just a little bit. Okay, ready to read? Okay, yeah, let's get ready for uh, Revelation, the third chapter, starting with the first verse. We're yep. still trying to leave y'all a little uh, leeway there. So, anybody got any questions? Any comments? All you have to do is push one on your phone, and they'll let us let let us know that you're there. Do you have anything you want to say, Dorothy? No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm enjoying this. And and I have to agree with Dwayne that, you know, once you start looking at the full meaning of the original words and the full meaning of the alphabet, the Hebrew alphabet, it just opens up a lot of understanding. And and the more I'm I'm with him, the more I learn, the more I know I don't know. So <laughs> 
don't feel lonely. As I say, I know a little bit. And I've been studying for about 38 years. So 38 years of knowing a little bit. But I was taught by some of the greatest people that they got my eyes off the mic. Uh, without them never, never knowing, they were the ones who trained me. Like Perry Stone, um, Oral Roberts, T.L. Osborne, uh, Daisy Osborne, Marilyn Hickey. Especially Marilyn, you you watch that lady. That lady show you more than just speaking the words. She showed her faith. She stepped out in a place where she could be killed and won over a million souls in India. This other guy named Reinhard Bunke, he went over to Africa, and his favorite thing was all Africa will be saved. Well, before he died, he just died recently. He had over 78 million people find confessions that they said Jesus is Lord. Now, that's a great testimony. So you can imagine when he went home and all the people hey, you remember me? And he said, no, but I will now. <laughs> They're all up in heaven enjoying the word of God. All right. Revelation chapter 3. And to the angel of the church of Sardis write, these things says he that has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know thy works, that thou hast a name, that thou livest and art, art dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. Now, as you look at what he's saying, this is written in red. So if it's written in red, this is Jesus speaking. And so because Jesus is talking to the church, what does the church mean? It means a body of believers. It has nothing to do with the building. It means a body of believers. He said, he said these things that he spoke that had the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. Well, that's just a repeat of what he said. When he said the seven stars are the seven uh, spirits, that's the same thing. He said, I know thy works and that thou have a name that liveth and art dead. In other words, they've heard the fame of you. That's what it, what this part means, name now. It means your fame. All right? But he says, <laughs> you live, but y'all are dead. Then it says about the seven angels. Now, it was talking about the seven watch angels that watches over humanity. The seven angels is Michael, Raphael, Gabriel, Uriel, Remiel, Rubiel, and sometimes it's called Caramel, and sometimes it's called Seruquel. All right? But each one of them has a specific thing to do in the kingdom of God, and God uses his angels. A lot of times we'll say, I heard from God. God told me, well, God is talking, but he's talking to his angels. When they were talking about... Uh, Abraham and the three angels or the three strangers showed up, those were three angels. It was not God. I'm telling you what three they were. It was Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael. Michael's job, he is one like unto God. That's what his name is, one like unto God. He's the battle. He's the warrior. He's the one that's in charge. Then there's uh, Gabriel. Well, he is the one who is the messenger, but he's also a warrior. All you had to do is look back at Daniel and saw where he fought against the prince of Persia. And the third person is called Raphael. He is the healing angel. In other words, when uh, they said the water was troubled and Jesus came to the water and this man was trying to crawl in, he couldn't get in, and he said that Every time he tried to get into the water, somebody would beat him in there. And if you notice, there was Jesus right there where the water was, right there where those people need healing. How many people got healed? Only one. Only one. So, as I said, there is a time and season, but you have to listen to what the Word says. And you start to move into the spirit realm by the Holy Spirit showing you, showing you grace. And all he's doing is operating through you. So you can never claim, oh, I got the gift of healing. I got the 
gift of miracles. No. If the Holy Spirit don't do it, you ain't got it. All right? Let's keep going. Be watchful. Verse 2. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found thy good, thy works perfect before God. Remember, therefore, how thou hast received and heard, and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. Thou hast a few names, even in Sardis, which I which have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment. I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. He that has ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. You notice what it says. I will not blot your name out of the book of life. So only way your name is blotted out is that, first of all, it is written in. So there is no such thing as once saved, always saved. Mm -hmm. There was uh, Judas, and what is he? He was an apostle. He was one of the twelve. But he did not make it into heaven. In fact, about it, he got lost his bishop and had to be replaced by Matthias. That's the way the church did. That's what we call a church apostle. There's a difference between God's apostle and a church apostle. The church apostle was actually Paul. He was the 12th apostle. He was the replacement. And so if you notice, who was the head of the church? The one that was the head of the church is named James, but he was not an apostle. He was the elder of the church, and that's because he was Jesus' half-brother who did not believe in Jesus until after the resurrection. So a lot of times people say, this is apostle so-and-so, this is apostle. They are church apostles. If they're God's apostle, he will talk to them personally. He will not have his angels talk to them. He will talk to them personally because you've got to give the testimony that you have seen. You have seen the risen Christ. Paul could say he's seen the risen Christ. He, the, he said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am the one you've been fighting against. I am Jesus. I am the original, the one and only apostle. That's why if you go back and read, you'll find out that Jesus was called the apostle of our faith. The more you understand what does that mean, apostle means sent one with a mission from God. There's like the Bible says on uh, John the Baptist, there was a man sent from God. That's an apostle. He's sent with a mission, and he has to be sent by God. All right, we're going to get this thing put it up before we get through our 22 chapters. All right, go ahead. And the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things said the Holy Spirit, said he that is holy, he that is true, he that has the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which is they which say they are Jews and are not. In other words, they're saying, we believe in Yahweh. That's what the word Jews mean. We believe in Yahweh, Y-H-W-H, or Yuhei that is the most important Hebrew letters in the whole universe. That's why they don't speak the name, but they call it Hashem, which means the name. They, that's how that most people who are knowledgeable, they don't speak his name unless you're speaking it in prayer or speaking over prayer somebody or you're fighting with the devil. All right? So understand, the word synagogue is another word for church. And what does church mean? A body of believers, okay? And as I said, these people said, 
they always believe we're 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 Jews, but he said, and are not, but do lie. He going. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon the all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Now here's where they got this part that we don't have to go through the rapture. That's where uh, most of the theologians have put their their faith in, I will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the earth to try them or test them that dwell up on the earth. That's where they mostly put that, yep, yeah, we're, we're not going to be here. But if you notice, go back, let the Bible interpret itself. This was written to the church of Philadelphia. So in other words, the ones that show brotherly love, I'm trying to give you the hint, those that show brotherly love, you won't have to go through that. Mitzvah or good deeds will keep you from having to go through that. Only if you show love for each other. Because the Bible says you cannot come up to heaven and show me that you love me. But you can show me you love me if you show love one for another. Go ahead. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out. And I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. He that hath ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Now let's go back there just a little bit there where it says, it says that uh, the 12th verse, he that overcome, overcome what? The test. That's all it is. Go through the test. Fail the test. You got to go through it again and again. And then after a while, judgment's going to come. Get through the test. Crucify your flesh. Crucify your ego. I'm just telling you how to pass it. Well, you got to cheat. Cheat. All you have to do is read the Bible. And then it says that he that overcomes will I make a pillar or a foundation in the temple of my God. In other words, the foundation, which is the word Jerusalem, foundation of peace. That's what God is, a God of peace. And shall go out no more, and I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is new Jerusalem, the new foundation, a new earth, new heaven and earth. There will not be any blood on this earth. There will not be any war on this earth. It will be a peace, a peace, and the foundation will be peace. And who is the foundation of peace? Jesus, which comes, uh, let me get this in my eyes just a second here, uh, which is written upon him, the name of the city of the New Jerusalem, and come down out of heaven from my God. Who is coming down from heaven? Jesus. Remember, he's got to come back here that he can uh, wrap the church out. So here, this is, as I say, this is still time that's going to happen. It ain't happened yet. All right? And then he says, he that has an ear, let him hear what the spirit or understanding says unto the believer. All right? And uh, let me see what, 13, 14, let me look at this. That's what we'll pick up next time from uh, Revelation, the third chapter, and the 14th verse. Is there any questions out there? Leaving the door open, do you have anything you want to say? This has been a really good study. Because uh, you, you read Revelation, you read that, and you'll have a good understanding. You just Your mind just goes wild. But when you understand what you understand, now it makes it turns it all around. Well, that's why he said he gives us ears to hear, but only for those that's been prepared. Everybody will not understand. He gives us eyes to see. If we understand, the eyes that he wants to see is through him. For our eyes, we'll see something wrong. We'll mess up every time. But as I say, Darcy, I said, open up. Does anybody got any questions or anything? I went a little past today. And do you have any comments?
Nobody is raising their hand. Okay. Well, I just want to, before I get past, I want to say thank you, Dorothy, for having me on these broadcasts. That has been a way of, I, I, I'm supposed to write a book, and I've not been able to write the book. It's just, I'm just always held back. I don't know what it is. It's a fight. And everybody who ever tried to help me, something goes wrong with them, so they ain't been able to. But with me doing these broadcasts, the word is getting out. People will be able to go back in the archives and listen to what the word is being said, word is being taught. And even if they don't believe or if they don't understand now, they will, because these are the end times. Just remember, the revelation has, I mean, the, the rapture has not happened. It's a, uh, it's a birth pain. But they'll be able to go back and look later on, and they will say, that man ain't as crazy as I thought he was. He's not as dumb as I thought he was. And they'll be looking at the word, not at James, but at the word. And the word will explain and will get them prepared for when the rewards that are waiting in heaven. Now, when you get to heaven, remember this, I said the reward. But there's two types of rewards up there. There's good and bad. Make sure you go up and get the good one. <laughs> all right. Have you anything else to say? Uh, I just feel like I've been indoctrinated all these years, and now I'm getting knowledge. Amen. <laughs> what about you, Dorothy? Anything? No, no. I just I thoroughly enjoyed this study. Um, it was very good. Well, I thank you again. I give I give God all the praise. I thank God for putting you in my life and my brother here in my life and all the other people that I've listened hear and listen to and learn from and that all the people that, that God has given to me to give to them the word of God and that they learn. All right, would you like to go ahead and pray for us? Heavenly Father, we come to you today, Father God, just thanking you, glorifying you and honoring you and praising you. Father God, we just thank you for this study, Father God, that we've done today, Father God, that you've allowed, Father God, that you said in the midst of, Father God, you said what two or three of are gathered in the midst. You are in the midst, Father God. So we just thank you. Touching and agreeing, you are in the midst. Father God, we just thank you for being here, Lord God, for teaching. Father God, we thank you for our, for our teacher, Father God. Um, and we just glorify you, honor you, and praise you. For it's in the authority of Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen. Amen. Do you have anything else you want to say, Dorothy? Well, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, well. All right. I'm about to say bye-bye. <laughs> well, you two have a blessed evening. And Father bless everyone out there. You have a blessed couple of weeks till we see you again. Amen. Good night, Pastor James. Good night, Dwayne. You did a good, good job reading, Dwayne. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. Amen. That's why <laughs> Lord probably put him here so they can read more. I need help. <laughs> All right. Be blessed, and I'll talk to you later, Dorothy. Good night. Good night.